Welcome to the Barnaby Cecil NHS Pensions Podcast. I'm Tom Skinner, Founder and Managing Director of Barnaby Cecil, a financial planning firm working with NHS members in the UK. I'm Emma Walker, also co-founder and main research analyst at Barnaby Cecil. This podcast is designed to address the complexities of the NHS pension scheme and to help members feel clearer about their options before retirement and beyond. Each quarter, we'll record an episode based on the questions you've asked us. If you'd like your question answered, please tweet us at Barnaby Cecil FP or email us at hello at barnabycecil.com. Welcome to episode five of the Barnaby Cecil NHS Pensions Podcast. In this episode, I'm joined by Chartered Financial Planner Graham Crosley, Head of Development at Quilter Financial Advisors, and we seek to answer one question. Should I apply for a CEA award? Now, Graham and I know each other from uh, Twitter. He's enormously uh, helpful and generous with his time helping both financial advisors, uh, non-specialists, and uh, members alike with uh, the calculations and the technicalities of the NHS pension scheme. So I thought he would be an excellent person to have on the podcast and talk about what is a recurring theme. We get lots of emails from people asking whether they should apply. Uh, Hopefully we can dispel some of the myths around the application. But before we jump into that, Graham, perhaps if you could tell me a little bit about Quilter uh, and the work that you do over there for the medical profession. Uh, Yeah, cheers, Tom. And uh, thanks for having me on today's uh, podcast. I head up um, technical business development at uh, Quilter Financial Advisors. We're a a national financial advice firm, and we're on the NHS employers list of recognised experts when it comes to giving advice and guidance on um, the NHS pension. Uh, But we don't stop there. Uh, We lobby government too. So last year, I was successful in lobbying for an extension to the 1819 scheme pays deadline. And again, we're looking to do the same for the 1920 uh, scheme pays deadline, as well as the annual allowance compensation scheme. And we wrote to government just before the new year on that. Um, And yes, like you guys, uh, we've been receiving lots of queries on clinical excellence awards with people wondering whether or not they should apply uh, and what are the implications. Yeah, excellent. So for anybody who's not sure what a a CEA point is. Consultants in England can apply for local and national CA points. In Wales, they are commitment awards and you can apply for national also, whereas in Scotland, they are known as discretionary points. And in Northern Ireland, there has not been any form of CA point or discretionary point structure for some time now. Uh, The national awards are open and you can apply between, in England, you can apply between Monday December the 7th, 2020, and they'll close on Thursday, the 18th of March, 2021. So, Graham, let's start with with um, the kind of things that you'd consider. If somebody emailed you on a, on a Monday morning and said, look, I'm thinking of applying for a, a CA award, should I? Where would you start that conversation and how would you frame things? Well, one of the first things that we look at is the individual's age in that once you are awarded a clinical excellence award, uh, they have a, a lifespan. So we, we, we seek to check how old the recipient is and how old they are likely to be if they were to, to lose that, because this will have a significant impact on their pension. So it will impact it in two ways. One, the tax that they might have to pay now under annual allowance, 
and secondly, the benefits that they receive when they actually take their pension. So it's very important as to whether or not they'll still keep their clinical excellence award. Otherwise, they may be paying tax now for benefits that never manifest. And that's the key issue, isn't it? Is that is that they, uh, and certainly in, in Section 1995, that they are awarded an increase, uh, a national award. Let's say they're awarded a, a bronze award. And that sometime before retirement, for, for whatever reason, they no longer are able to retain that award. And therefore, I think the point being is that they would have paid potentially tax on a pension benefit that they then lost in the future because of the best year in the last 36 months before somebody retires in that scheme. Yeah, that, that's correct. There are, there are some exceptions. So, for example, if your award is up for renewal in this next round, and you're going to be retiring within six months of that award, uh, award expiring, then as long as you contact uh, ACCA, use the normal channels, before the deadline of the awards uh, closing, then they can consider extending your existing award without you having to go through a uh, renewal process. Yeah, and one of the um, one of the tactics uh, I've seen clients employ in terms of retaining their existing award is to apply for the higher level on the basis that they might get the the award and therefore go from say a bronze to a to a silver, but their view being that it increases the likelihood that they'll that they'll retain. The existing ward, if they've demonstrated that not only have they met the criteria of the existing ward, but but uh, some, if not all, of the criteria above. Um, and we should say that local CE points, CEA points, are no longer pensionable, but the the national awards in England remain pensionable. So, looking at a, at a, a case study, this was a uh, an individual in two thousand and twenty who asked to, asked her to consider whether they should apply for CA points. And they were ultimately successful. So their their CA monetary value was eighteen thousand currently, and their application was for a bronze award, which meant an increase in pensionable pay of eighteen thousand. Now their pensionable benefits without any tax applied would have increased by seven thousand four hundred and forty, and they then had two options: they could either pay the tax via self assessment of forty nine thousand, or elect to scheme pay. Uh, which would have reduced the pension benefits by 3000 So they still walked away after a successful application with the increase in their pensionable pay, which would have seen a significant increase monthly in their take-home pay, but uh, an option to either increase their pensions by a total 7400 or 4200 by electing for scheme pay um, with a 42000 tax charge. And of course, if they're fortunate enough for that to have landed in the tax year, 2019, that uh, that any taxation in that year would be eligible for the scheme pay compensation as brought in by the English government. And from the perspective of, of writing a strategy report for the client, we would seek to identify three things, that being the increase in pension they would receive if they didn't apply for the award, the second being the increase in pension if they applied for the ward and scheme paid. And then thirdly, the the implications if they applied for the award were successful, and then the tax owed if they paid it via self-assessment. So the individual could see three different uh, levels of income that the uh, that their pension would increase by with or without the award. Um, and then if they're successful, 
with or without the uh, scheme pay option or self-assessment tax? In general, when we're looking at whether or not people take the award, we tend to factor in scheme pay so they can look at purely from a pension point of view that by taking this award, you will get X amount of increased pension, even if you take away the amount that will be deducted because of scheme pays. Uh, And then, uh, as I'm sure you found yourself, Tom, that when you do the maths there, it's always overwhelmingly supportive of actually going for the award. Um, So similarly, we we had someone who applied for silver and was granted silver in the 2019-20 tax year, and their tax charge would have been £44,500. And normally people would sort of balk at that and think, well, why am I going for this award if I'm going to get this £44,500 tax bill? But when, when you actually crunch the numbers and you actually see, well, by doing that, that at retirement is going to give you an extra £2,320 worth of pension. And that's after you've taken away annual allowance and you've taken away the lifetime allowance consequences of that pension. And it will give you an extra £6,500 lump sum. You realise that to try and get anything like that in the private sector, you'd, you'd be looking at sort of 60% annuities, which just are mythical. There's no way you'd get anything like that. So normally, having a clinical excellence award is typically a good thing for somebody's pension. But the huge caveat is, will it be there when you retire? Because if it's not there when you retire and take your benefits, you've paid that £44,500 tax charge for nothing. Yes, and if that some if that might put somebody off applying on the basis that they could lose it in the future, which it, it has happened, I've I've advised clients where that's that's happened, but it's it's relatively rare, particularly if you keep up the application and use the strategy which is, which is in which to in which you apply for a a higher award each time. But of course, if that does happen, there is still time, isn't there, before somebody has to then within which they can make a decision as to whether to potentially leave the scheme and retain that award, but it's not lost instantly. That's true. So there's a couple of rules that you need to sort of keep in the back of your mind. One is best of three, so that when you, um, if you were to lose the award, you've still got a couple of years where it will be in your rearview mirror as the best pension to pay. There are some other uh, factors that you can uh, use as well. So if you actually defer your membership at that point in time, when it's in your best of three, then you'll keep that within your final award. But you do need to look at your individual circumstances there, because if you're if you're very young, that might not be the best course of action. The other is something called protection of pay, and that will depend on your individual circumstances as well. There, there used to be some specific protection for clinical excellence awards, but unfortunately that was withdrawn back in October 2014, which was unfortunately just before all the issues with annual allowance came to fall, came to the floor. Because had they seen that coming, they might have uh, included some extra elements of protection because it is wholly unfair for somebody to pay a huge amount of tax for benefits that never manifest. Yeah, and I think what one of the because of the concerns around the potential taxation of the awards, because of fears that if you if you're given the award, it could be taken away, which which is rare. But if it is, there's still, still things you can do around to protect the benefits. But I, I wonder whether there, if there's a finite number of, of resources allocated for CA points, whether those that do apply, because less people have applied in this year, potentially, that it might make them more likely to, to receive an award. 
Uh, there is potential there. The other uh, benefit of this award round compared to the previous ones is the impact of the annual ounce threshold uh, for taper having been increased from 110,000 up to 200,000 because historically getting a clinical excellence award could have been the thing that tipped you over that into a much uh, more a higher annual allowance charge. But that fortunately doesn't, it won't be an issue for many people this time. Yeah, and so to summarise, the, the uh, income from all sources, less deductible expenses such as your, your pension contributions can now amount to 200000 before that cascading effect uh, where your annual allowance would then be tapered takes place. So it's not that cliff edge at, at 110000 that we once had. It's much. It's a much higher. And um, for that reason, it, it should uh, allow most people, even, even with uh, an increase in their pension benefits, to retain a sizable yeah, or 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 a bigger or a bigger increase than they might otherwise have been able to in previous years. One client asked me recently what the interaction would be with the uh, with the McLeod judgment on these awards, and so do you have anything to add on that? And how, when that decision, or, or when or when more details uh, on the McLeod judgment, which we all uh, hope to receive in the next week or two, but how? their pension benefits between 2015 and 2022 will interact with that remedy? Well, in the main, the McLeod remedy should assist uh, those who are um, are seeking clinical excellence awards, as uh, a a number of members will be back in the 1995 scheme um, and 2008 scheme. uh, And in doing so, you'll actually get seven more years in that final salary linked pension so having the clinical excellence award increase your pension or pay, you'll be better off under the 95 scheme in those situations. Um, I would say, though, it does really depend on your individual circumstances because there can be uh, some peculiar circumstances where it may not be uh, in your interests. Yeah. Can you envision a situation where somebody would have a, a sizable tax charge in the 1995 scheme, but because of the smoothing effect of the way the 2015 scheme is calculated as a career average, they would pay less tax in their 2015 calculation over that period. But of course, you then have to factor in the implications of having either a significantly actuarial reduced pension at 60 if they took the 2015 scheme or waiting to their state pension age to take that scheme. But I think it would be interesting to look at whether the scheme paid reduction of the 1995 scheme outweighed the actuarial reduction of the 2015 scheme, ignoring the retirement dates for a moment. But I think you're right. You'd have to look at each case on its individual merits. It is. uh, It would be. But my my gut feel and from the case studies that we've done when doing lots of McLeod analysis, uh, the majority of McLeod calculations, uh, we used, for example, examples of consultants going from uh, going to to a bronze award um, and in those situations we, we found that uh, they ended up getting significant annual allowance rebates or compensation as it's called for McLeod so overwhelmingly it does seem to be beneficial to go for the clinical excellence award again with that big caveat as long as you get to keep it <laughs> for your pension yeah I think that we can probably do a a podcast in itself in terms of how you would approach mathematically in terms of building a a spreadsheet and I know you've you spent a lot of time building spreadsheets that help clients calculate the implications of a CEA award or of dropping their PA 
before retirement or the number of PAs before retirement. So it'll be interesting to collaborate in terms of how you approach that modelling and then also see what the scheme is able to offer en masse um, and other bodies such as the BMA to members. So I think we'll probably look at that again when the finer details of the remedy are released in the, the next few days, we hope. So by and large, our view has always been that people should apply for the awards, but then um, um, the, as soon as they do receive the award, that they should um, seek advice as to what their options are and how to um, uh, how to proceed having had a successful award. In terms of um, looking back at the annual allowance, and let's say someone has had a successful award, have you ever been able to amend an annual allowance figure in the past based on an award? And is there a, a, a common error that you sometimes see in terms of how the pensions are calculated? Um, absolutely. So the, um, the the biggest error we see on clinical excellence awards all down all comes down to something called misallocated arrears. So this is where you receive pensionable pay in the year that was intended to be paid in the previous one. Now we wrote to ACCEA in I think it was October, November last year, outlining this issue that seems to have been going on for years, e- even back to when the local clinical excellence awards were pensionable. Just to give you an example of the scale, Tom, that the three case studies that we included, um, we had saved nearly £200,000 just between those three members by going back and correcting the um, uh, misallocated arrears. So it's it's a rarer issue compared to some of the more common ones that we come across, Tom, like um, best of three. But when it does hit, it hits hugely and um, the financial impact can be significant. Uh, but yeah, we, we've managed to recover nearly what £600,000 in correcting annual allowance issues up to, I think that was December last year. And this month alone, I think we're, we're close already to getting to 350000 in correcting um, annual allowance um, errors just this, this month. So yeah, big issues there. Yeah, and so just to summarise, that's where the individual has uh, had their COA, CA points awarded but whether they were late in that round to make decisions as to who was successful and who wasn't, or simply they were just late to allocate the resources, it fell into a another tax year, a new tax year. And so the individual had a you know fantastic pay slip one month where they finally caught up. But what that has what that did was load then the pensionable pay increase. And back to that point, if that drops out of the best in three, you can then lose the significant increase of that of that value but also pay tax or a significant amount of tax on a benefit that wasn't correctly applied. And yes, we've had three or four cases where we've, um, we've been able to successfully uh, highlight the issue and, and then get the, um, the, a smoothing effect of the annual allowance paid. Um, Fortunately, they're, they're, they're easy to spot. And then once you have spot them, it's then very easy for the employer just to go and correct the pension record. And then once that's done, you just simply then get a, a revised annual allowance statement. Yeah, it's often just a case of uh, yeah, just get, just getting linking up with the with the um, the correct people like the trust, and also getting them to talk to NHS pensions. But once all the sort of pieces slot into place, it doesn't doesn't take too long to to resolve. And as you say, yeah, you just see a, a very significant spike in pension to pay over a short period that the individual usually can't uh, can't account for. That's great, and I would say the NHS pensions team, particularly the annual allowance team, are very good at getting these resolved once they're made aware of the problem and that the problem has been corrected. Fantastic. And just to confirm, the deadline for applications is Thursday the 18th of March. 
And hopefully we have uh, given you the confidence to apply if you've not already done so. And of course, if you want to talk through any aspect before making an application, uh, contact uh, Graham or myself just to talk through uh, the process in any more detail or your specific circumstances. I'm sure um, either of us are happy to, to, to discuss further with you. Um, e easy ways either to sort of uh, via, via Twitter, it's simply at GDC UK or via email, which is just Graham, G-R-A-H-A-M dot Crossley, C-R-O-S-S-L-E-Y at quilter.com. Excellent. Thank you so much for your, your help, Graham. I hope that's been helpful to those listening. Please drop us a line uh, if you come across any pension decisions that you're uh, that you're that you need to make, and you would like us to to consider those for you. And uh, look forward to speaking to you next time. Take care. That's it for this month. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, we'd really appreciate it if you could spare a few moments to rate, review, or like us because this helps us get found by more people. And please send us your questions for the next episode by tweeting us at Barnaby Cecil FP or emailing us at hello at barnabycecil.com. You can also find out more about us by going to barnabycecil.com. And here you can also book a call if you'd like to discuss your own particular question in more detail. Thanks for listening.